이제 어, 뭐 심판 회복, 심판 회복 이런 흐름을 계속 이제 우리 And we've been listening to to the sermon in in this flow of judgment recovering, judgment recovering. And and chapter four was a very important revelation in perspective of of us, the New Testament um, saints. And just like the Holy Spirit indwelling in us, just like the days that Israel, um, God led the Israelites in the wilderness, Holy Spirit is guiding us with this pillar of fire and pillar, pillar of cloud. That's the vision that Isaiah saw in the vision. And, and I think there are barely nobody, no scholar who interprets this image as a New Testament image, imagery. Then, then how would they explain this? How would the scholars, pastors, what do the scholars say about this? Mm, many scholars see it as the first coming of Jesus. But anyways, let's begin by chapter 5. Okay, look. <clears throat> overall, overall, um, you can say returning from Babylon is a recovery and and um, and Holy Spirit coming. You can you can say that as a res- restoration and also the New Jerusalem. You can interpret that as as a restoration. But but the true restoration in Isaiah is is um, coming a Messiah. So yesterday, yesterday, Holy Spirit coming to indwell in us, that was the restoration that appeared yesterday. And according to the flow and the context, uh, chapter 5 would be the message of judgment. And the reason why the judgment is being... being, um, being proclaimed here is because Israel is supposed to be loving loving God but they did not love God but this is not just a coincidence because they were mixed with the world so that they cannot love God alone so when the world comes in us and when it gets mixed with 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 our our faith there will be lots of wickedness um, being manifested through us, but one result is that we will be unable to love God. So we can say many, many reasons why we can't love God, but the main reason is that we are being mixed with the world. 
And you may say that I have heard from my father that I cannot love God. Well, that's true. That can be true, but, but not being able to know the father's love does not just end there. For example, if I got bitten by, by my father and if my father had an affair with another woman, then you would have hurt and it, it's a pitiful thing, but, but you should not just focus on that. You should, you should see, see the energy that you try to uh, attain uh, in, in, place, in place of your father's love. So, so you should not just focus on the hurt itself. Moreover, as you receive Jesus as, a, as your, as your um, Savior, as your savior, then you should have already dealt with your hurts from the beginning. And, and in my experience, I cannot understand why you haven't been able to solve that hurts and, and spiritual scars for last, um, last many years. So I, I always confused. I'm always confused. But anyways, so in my point of view and in my understanding of Bible and, and in my experience of salvation, I sometimes think, oh, why is this person not being able to solve this issue? Then ultimately I think, is this person not, uh, not does this person truly have this confirmation of salvation? And it is true that many churches are aware of uh, spiritual hurts. And it is true, but the hurt itself is not that critical. And we have to know that because of the hurt, being unable to receive God's love, that is the most critical thing. So, so in the other churches, in other churches, they, they introduce lots of methods uh, in order to heal your, your spiritual hurts. They make lots of programs in, in the church. So, so inner healing and, and your spiritual hurts does not need to go through a special progress, uh, a process in order to be healed. In the service, if you meet God, then He will heal you automatically. So, what do we need? Uh, what does it mean? It means that if you haven't, uh, if you were unable to deal with your hurts until now, it means that that you haven't met God in in a uh, you haven't met God deep enough. And in our church, every day is is inner healing. Every day is is deliverance. And back in the days, our church members used so many, um, so many tissues that, that you know, because of the spiritual um, deliverance and stuff like that. But anyways, our focus is not on um, inner healing itself and the hurts. So we have to understand that if we have hurt, that we cannot receive God's love. 
And moreover, hurt is a status that God's goodness is, is damaged. So God will never leave that person behind. As long as, as, long as God is God that I know, God would, God would never allow a person to, to leave his heart, uh, to stay in his heart for 10, 20 years. No, he would, he would try all his effort. But, but because of whatever reason, because of whatever reason, the reason why you are still having that hurt is because you haven't allowed God to deal with that hurt. So that's why that hurt is keep being a hindrance in your spiritual life. How, how unfair is it? So, so in chapter 5 today, the reason why Israel cannot avoid this judgment is because they were unable to receive and accept God's love. Being unable to receive God's love is becoming the reason why Israelites are being judged. And another reason is that they were mixed with the world. The syncretism came in into them. And in that process of being mixed with the world, one of the um, evidence that you can find is that is that the old self is being powerful. So that person will always open their their gates towards sins. So they will easily welcome the sins, and not only they will welcome the sin, but also they will accept those 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 hurts from the sins. For example. For example, if you have greed, you are trying to earn lots of money, but because of that sin, you will earn the hurts from the money. So all the, if you look at all these hurts in spiritual perspective, it's all about um, uh, hurts. Immorality, let's say it's a hurt from people. Greed is hurt from material. So sin will always cause hurts so that it will pollute you. And having a loss, you can also say that uh, you are being unable to receive love. And if you cannot receive love, then you will be polluted. After being born in this world, you, you are supposed to receive love from your parents, but if you are unable to receive enough love from your parents, you will be, you will not be able to grow well. Just like that, in God's perspective, when He saved you, wouldn't He know or not that, that this person needs His love or not? So, so God's goodness will never leave you behind and, and allow that hurt to sit in your heart for many years. So God's love is not about, oh, I need to do something. No. Um, in 1 John, who loved first? It was God who loved first. It is not me who struggle in order to love him. No. Um, even if I don't do anything, he will, he will love you and he will pour his love like a flood. And, and just like as it, as it is written in 1 John, God is keep demonstrating His love to us so that, so that Holy Spirit will show that love to you. So, 
So God never gave up on His love toward Israelites. So, so Israelites are the ones who will only survive by God's love. And according to Deuteronomy chapter 6, what is God's purpose on Israelites? It, it is Israel's goal of life that they would love God with their, all their heart, all their strength, and all their mind. So God will never give up on His love for accomplishing His purpose on Israelites. When He says that He will give up on His love to Israelites, it means that He will give up on His life on them. And that's how He has loved Israel, Israelites. That's how he, he loves Israelites right now. And that's how He will love Israel in, until, until the end. And there are there are probably some of you who will who does not know God's love at all. And you might say that, oh, because I don't I have hurt from my father. Okay, it's it might be true, but but God will never allow that hurt to stay there and 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 keep hinder hinder you from receiving God's love for many years. But I myself, I had hurts from my father too. So no matter how good your father is, you will you will all have the hurts from your father. It will be different from people. For example, uh, if your father uh, father is very immoral, keep keep bringing different women to your house, and who 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 is addicted to gambling, then that kind of that kind of um, children will will have deep hurt. But even that kind of person, God will never God will never allow the hurt to sit in that person for a long time. So, so you should not consider yourself as a person who cannot receive God's love because of your hurt, then, then that's a nonsense. For example, if you are bit by a, a poisonous snake, what would you do? If you are bit by a poisonous snake, what would you do? And this guy said he would not do anything, then he would die. <laughs> So what would you do? What would you do if you were bit by a snake, fiery snake or poisonous snake? You would, right? You would bind um, that part, right? But you should do something on yourself in order to prevent the poison to to spread around, right? But but. But imagine if you are just walking around, running around to catch the snake and kill the snake. No, that's not what you should do. You should you should get rid of your poison first. That's that's what the spiritual wound does. <laughs> you should not chase after that snake. You should first get cured. <laughs> we, we, we have many, many unique models in our church who would catch after snakes. <laughs> But spiritually, there are many people who are like that. The reason why you cannot uh, get rid of your hurt is because you are keep hating the person who gave you you the hurt. Keep chasing after this poisonous snake. How foolish is that? Right? 
So that's why you would never be able to receive God's will that He is automatically healing your heart. So God will never allow any reason for you to be unable to receive His love. So when he, when he said that he he loved us loved us first, then what's the thing that we need to do? Only thing that we can do is to open our hearts and receive His love. And in and God will even even come after us in order to solve that one reason that we cannot open our hearts to. So the reason why you cannot receive God's love is because you have rejected God's will. You rejected to sense His heart. And because you spent long time rejecting His heart, you have this misunderstanding that you, you can still live with that heart in you. And if you are bit by a cobra, a snake, a poisonous snake, uh, let's say after chasing down that snake for a long time, you somehow sweated, uh, sweated, and and that poison somehow um, came out from your body. It's a miracle, but anyways, that poison will stay stay in your body for a while, right? So, so this is an example that I'm trying to say, but. But, you know, just like that, you still have your hurt, but you, you misunderstand yourself that you are okay to live with the hurt. And, and, and that hurt will go down to your, your spirit. And, um, and if you have uh, uh, tuberculosis, tuberculosis, TB, if you have TB, um, that, that uh, infection will stay in your lung. And if you don't get rid of that infection, um, even though if you seem that you are not sick, it will eventually burst out and cause trouble in your lungs. And just like that, just like that, if you live behind that hurt in you, then you will always have to be in mind that, keep in mind that that hurt will be a, a damage to you. So look at those people who are able to always receive God's heart in you. Look at them. They will always, no matter what kind of circumstances they are in, what kind of situation they are in, they will always be able to uh, tell all their hearts, bring all their hearts before God. So if your relationship with God is always healthy, no circumstances, no condition will be your problem. But some people, if you lack a little money and if you if you have little difficulty, you will keep complaining that oh because of that because of that. Then it does not mean that God does not love you, but it just means that you you are not being able to receive God's heart. And you are misunderstanding that um, for a certain point, to a certain point, I can despair. No. As long as you have a right relationship with God, you will never be able to have despair and His love. What kind of love is that love? 
Uh, it's a love that that the one who can take all responsibility gave to me. So, what whatever situation in this universe is happening and coming at me, it will never be able to affect that love. I'm not saying that it will it will not hurt, but but I'm saying that that problem or that hurt will never be the factor that will make me fail to receive God's love. Never. So, so when you are aware of that, then you will surely find out. And if you have been solving solving the problems in your in your spirit, like those hurts, then you probably would have been, um, you know, hanging out with God like Enoch. But the, the reason why you are unable to do that and keep having those kind of problems in your life is because you were unable to do that for the last 20 years. And when you look at me, you should not just think that, oh, our pastor is too, too holy. He's too excellent and I cannot follow him. No. And when you just when you look at me, you should think and consider me like, oh, he's a normal person. He's an ordinary person. So when you look at me, do not look at me as a special person. Just think that, oh, our pastor is having a very um, ordinary, normal, spiritual life. So if you look at me and then if you look at yourself, you should think yourself as a person who are who are not having a normal spiritual life. I'm not to be humble. I'm not trying to be humble. <laughs> Right? <laughs> this is a blessing conference. I should have, I should have been blessing you. But, but this is a, this is something uh, blessful to you. This is spiritual fact, right? And knowing the fact is really important. Oh, okay. Once again, my pastor is normal, so it it means that I am abnormal. <laughs> No, no, do not fall into despair. Do not fall into despair. That's, that's not what I mean. Okay. Let's say, okay, let's say it this way. My, my, our pastor is normal and I am becoming normal like him. <laughs> let's, let's put it that way. That's even better. That's better. I'm I'm becoming normal like him. <laughs> right? We are we are becoming normal. You're <laughs> becoming normal. <laughs> during during supper, one pastor came to me and told me, "Oh, please, pastor, do not make examples of heights and and fasting." <laughs> right, anyways, from verse one to seven, chapter five, verse one to seven. So. So except for chapter 1 to 38, uh, Book of Isaiah is written in a, in a poetry form. So according to scholars, um, Isaiah is written in a very beautiful Hebrew um, literature. Um, 
you know, form. And the reason he said, even though Isaiah is proclaiming tremendous judgment, what's the reason why he's proclaiming that? Because of God's love. So, so the uh, antonym of love is not hatred, but rather it's ignorance. So judgment is a little different way of expression of God's love. So God's wrath is, is in God's flow of love. So, so once again, antonym of love is ignorance. So in our community, in our community, I tell all our community members <laughs> to be, be uh, have interest to, to other community members. And, and to our brother, please have interest to him and tell him, hey, why would you chase after those poisonous snakes? So we have to have interest toward one another. Community is a family. Families should should rejoice together. Would we need to mourn together? So that's why I always say that community must be transparent. Being transparent means that you are loving one another. And there are many of you who are not being transparent. Okay, let's say, let's say if, let's say if uh, only two people know problem of this person, then only two people will pray for him. But, but if all the community members know about the problem, then all, everyone will be praying for him. So that's why I keep telling you to be transparent, not because, uh, because, because if you are trying to solve your issue by yourself, then it will cause you lots of damage and it will tire you down. But, but just like, um, just like First Corinthians, just as Paul said, um, because you have to intercede for one another, that's why I'm telling you to be transparent. Of course, I know that I know that our church members are all in intercession team, and I expose lots of secrets before before you guys during the sermon. But still, there are there are numbers of people in our church who are hiding themselves. But as much as you hide yourself, the more you have to solve your issue by yourself. Do you know what are characteristics of the enemies? They are like spies. But uh, do you know what the characteristics of spies are? Uh, the more they are hidden, they will be more powerful. But the more you reveal them, them then the, the, the less they will be powerful. Do you know who are the people in our church receiving the most uh, diverse spirits? Attacks from diverse spirits. It's our sister Sogol. When I went to uh, Batam, Indonesia, uh, the moment she she landed on Indonesia, she she received a text. But her strength is that she revealed herself. Uh, she exposed herself very transparently. So. <laughs> So, so that's, that's her strength. Where's Sogol? I'm, I'm applauding you, so do not misunderstand that I'm making fun of you. So, she's, she's really 
she's really good at admitting herself and exposing her weaknesses. So even though she is receiving attacks easily, but she would not receive other kinds of attacks like immorality or or the world, except for her 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 son. <laughs> But because she is transparent and she is good at admitting her weaknesses, it's easy for her to get rid of that issue because everyone can pray for her. And one of the common characteristics of the people who are suffering from spiritual issues for a long time is that they are hiding themselves for a long time and they do not expose themselves. <laughs> One of the most stubborn um, devils are Korean, Korean devils because Koreans are not good at exposing one, oneself. And Latin American um, devils, they are, they are very transparent, so it is easy for me to cast them out. But Korean devils, Oh man, they are so stubborn. They say that, okay, I will go, I will go, but it will take at least two or three days for that devil to go out. And even, and there are many people who even do not know that they have um, evil spirits in them. So if you do not expose yourself to the community members, it means that you are not being able to open yourself to God either. So if you have righteousness of God, you will never consider your weakness as your shame to one another, to, to expose it to one another. I'm not talking about the people outside, but in your community, the relationship that you, that you should have with your community members should be the same relationship that you should have with God. Of course, God created this tremendous amount of being church in our church, but still, but still, in my perspective, there are many people who are still not transparent yet. So, so do not do not think, do not misunderstand that hiding is something very sophisticated. No. The ones who have God's righteousness will never consider their weaknesses as, as a shameful thing. I told you the story of, of um, um, faith showing Jesus' foot. Jesus foot. You need to be, be shameless if you have righteousness of God to show your weakness before people. So not being able to receive God's love, accepting God's love, it's critical, it's, um, it's lethal, it's dangerous. So always admit that God always has His will to, to, to pour down His love and, and correct me. So just you have to accept that and continue to continue to lift up your hearts toward the Holy Spirit and, and receive His guidance. And do not think that um, it's natural for me to to be unable to receive God's love because of my hurts. No. So always keep in mind of the story of our our brother Hoyong and Hyunu <laughs> chasing down the snake and the one who is his <laughs> binding his 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 hurt. Anyways, verse one. 
So because, because Isaiah was filled with God's love, Isaiah could only um, confess his love from God like poetry. So if you have lots of love from God, you will be like a poet or like a singer. And you will know you will know if the person is falling if the person is in love or not through through the person's um art and you will know know um through a person's song or a person's artwork or something so the reason why isaiah wrote the book of isaiah in a great poetry is because he was filled with god's love and if you receive god's love if you accept god's love your character your words your language your way of life will become beautiful and beautiful well, I, I'm beautiful cannot explain everything, but the word beautiful is not enough. Uh, I would say that it is best out of best. Look at this flower. Is this flower beautiful? Is this flower beautiful? And beautiful, the word beautiful, um, not this flower itself. For example, this flower is here. This flower is placed here. Um, the way that it is placed, the way that it reflects the light, the way that it looks good with, with this, this, this podium and the way, way it fits the, the most beautiful person, Pastor Kim. <laughs> so, harmonizing, harmony. Harmony is beauty. So why why are we emphasizing being a church? We are not talking about excellency of one person, but in terms of this relationship with one another in the community, we need to emphasize this harmony. But what's the harmony of the church? That everyone's different, but everyone can unite as one. Everyone is unique. Everyone is different, but we form a union. That's what. That's how we, we explain this being a church. So if we continue to live as a church, let's say if that person is in a cell group, because of that cell group, because of that person, that cell group will form a great harmony. And if that kind of people gather together, then they will form a beauty. But let's say there will be a person who will always break the harmony. So I always say that becoming a leader is not about being excellent. It's about it, does does a group become one if the person goes to the group? So this kind of people, this kind of person cannot become a leader. The one who does everything by himself. Look at ourselves in our church. What I do by myself in our church is preparing for the sermon and praying to God in my own personal prayer. But all the other things, whether it brings the best result or not, I will never hinder the Holy Spirit from inspiring other leaders to, to work from working. Even even if they make mistake, I wait for them. Of course, I I scold them, rebuke them, but 
But this is harmony. This is beauty. So the beauty is not about this flower itself, but but all the all the harmony that it is making with its its surroundings and and its background. So always in your faith life. You must look at yourself whether you are uh, forming you are you are forming that that beauty through through this harmonization with your group. <laughs> so in your family, if your if your father comes and whenever your father comes, if if your uh, family's atmosphere somehow got depressed, then that's a problem. But in my family, whenever <laughs> whenever I go to my children, they will react to me really um, passionately because I always give them allowance. <laughs> but anyways. Our community must become beautiful like that too. So we need to think about it. How tremendous is this love that that our ancestors of faith is keep describing about this love all over and over the Bible, and just like Apostle John, that she is dying in a in a, a boiling oil. That even in this in this boiling oil, that she's keep praising the love of God, and he's not blaming these Roman soldiers, and he only confesses. That God is love. How is that possible? How how is this confession even possible? And we have to we have to desire that too. Just like First John seventeen, First uh, John one seventeen. How much of a love did this John's community receive that they were able to say that they can love the world just as Jesus has loved us? And as we look at our ancestors of faith, we should be able to desire for this love. And we need to be able to think that, oh, even though I'm not experiencing this right now, I understand that there is a great love like that. I desire that. And if we if we receive that, there will be no one on this earth that we can hate. It is impossible. And we do not have authority to hate anyone. And even now, even now, if you say you have hurt toward your father, it means that you hate your father. But if you have God's love, how can you hate your father? For the last 34 years, if I was to hate someone, then I could have hated many people because many people betrayed me, many people accused me. But, but whenever someone betrayed me, whenever someone hated me, I first came back to myself and, and looked at myself. Of course, I failed for, for, for many times, but habitually, I try to look at myself. So, for example, if someone leaves our church, then I would never blame that person because it is God's calling. But I would not have hurt toward that person. So, so not only me, but also if you understand what God's love is, you will you will understand that what it means to be unable to hate one. Uh, uh, 
in the Bible, who who does it say that your enemy is your enemy is in 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 your household? So because your parents are your enemies, you must love your parents. You must love your enemies. But look at our ancestors of faith. What was their secret? Being able to love all those people who persecuted them. You, you need to know and sense at least that, oh, it is because of this love that they have received through God that they were able to love all their enemies. And God is even pouring this love through me, just like Romans 5, 8, uh, through Holy Spirit. He's keep pouring His love and He's keep showing, demonstrating His love. And that is God's uh, promise and that is spiritual fact. But why are you being unable to receive that love? It's because of spiritual bindings, because of some kind of limitations. And we can say many things, but first, first that uh, the um, channel of love is, is being blocked. And for example, some, some person's good, good um, Good heart is being shut. One person's um, sincere faith is shut. And if someone's conscience is, is shut, he must be uh, religious. And if someone's heart is shut, then he would be, be indifferent to Holy Spirit. And sincere faith and the ones who do not have sincere faith will will uh, have the tendency to focus on themselves well you cannot say that it's a formula but but um, that's that's what I saw through the majority of the people so you need to open all those channels of love in order to receive God's love but because those channels are shut you are being unable to uh, receive love and also there are people who have hurts and bindings there may be many reasons why you cannot receive love but if you if you uh, unravel those things if you loosen those things then we will be uh, able to receive love like our ancestors of faith living like that and receiving love like that is not prepared for someone special but it is for all of us so let's talk about that love and let's continue first one <clears throat> I will sing for the one I love so Isaiah is singing for the one who he loves and Israel is being loved by God and, and, and Israel also should love God too but Isaiah is singing um, the situation that Israel not being able to love God. Would, would, how would Isaiah feel toward Israelites that, that um, who made God so uh, painful because of uh, because they are rejecting God's love. And I told you that if you love God, then it will come with um, um, wrath toward the enemies. And if you are like toward the sin, then, oh, okay, it's a sin, but I cannot help. No. So those, what's a clear distinct 
the distinction between the ones who are saved and ones who are not. The ones who know God, when they commit sin, they will they will have anger and wrath toward the enemies and the sin at the end. But the ones who are not being born again, who are um, focused on their conscience, they would say, oh, I committed sin again. How shameful. And that's the end. But if you are born again, if you have committed sin, you, you will have to have this wrath toward the enemies at the end. That's the evidence that you have uh, removed this energy of sin through the right repentance. So love of God and hatred toward the enemies will, will be in same amount. So look at yourself. If you say that, oh, I do not have hatred against the enemies, it means that you don't have love of God either. If you have received God, uh, received love of God in a right way, you would have wrath toward the enemies too. Oh, because of these these bastards, I sinned. I committed sin again. And this is possible because you understand what kind of price did uh, Jesus paid in order to to save me. Of all the blood he has spilled, all the dignity that he gave us through his life. So if you understand that in a in a correct way, you would know, and you will you will be 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 angry toward the enemy. In, in legalism, if you have a fear about sin and thinking that if I commit sin, I will go to hell, and if you try to avoid sin, then it's not easy. And ever since the creation of Adam, God never he is describing about this human anthropology, the function of the spirit, the will, uh, intelligence, emotion, and will. And if those functions are not being bound, and if they are not being bound by sin, then you will be able to receive God's love. If you say, uh, if, if one person receives God's love in a correct way, it means that he will have no problem receive God's love in his intelligence, in his emotion, in his will. And he does not have to uh, fight against sin, saying that oh, I don't, I will, I don't, I don't want to commit sin. No, then if you don't want to drink alcohol, then you don't drink alcohol. Hmm. They will all go in one. So that's why your characters are being being completed, being perfected. 
If you have some kind of areas that you have to fight and struggle hard in order to to be loosened, it, it, it means that you have some areas in your emotion, intelligence, and will that you have to um, get rid of. If you are unable to receive God's love, it means that you will have problem in your intelligence, being unable to understand His love, and in His emotion that 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 um, that He would He wouldn't be satisfied with His love, and He would not be pleased. And for example, in the, during today's lunch, uh, having a good meal, I was thankful toward God, feeling His love. And in your will, it's the same. Keep lifting your will toward God because you don't have any energy that is rejecting Him. I don't know why he's um, talking about this example, but if if you are eating a cheap uh, food, then you should you should uh, eat it as quick as possible in order to uh, fill your stomach. But if you are eating a really good quality food, you have to enjoy it and you have to feel the taste. I guess he's talking about this because of um, God's, God's love. I don't know. Oh, he said that. Oh, why am I talking these weird things? <laughs> okay, God's love. The relationship, the relationship between Isaiah and God. And Isaiah being able to understand God's love and God's heart toward Israelites. And we, we saw this through Book of Hosea too, right? Even though Gomer was a very, very polluted woman, corrupted woman, but, but, but the love and holiness were not separated in his heart so that he was able to receive her as a pure woman. And that's why, um, that's why God said that he gave, gave us this, this, this um, love which overcame the holiness. Okay, I will sing for the one I love a song about his vineyard. <laughs> Just like Romeo and Juliet, if you love someone so much, you will be like a singer. <laughs> Open your window for me. But it was not that beautiful. But anyways, you will sing like that. <laughs> Ask my wife. My, my, my wife heard lots of songs like that too. Okay, look. A song about his vineyard. God is describing Israelites as vineyard. You can you um God compares Israelites to many things um to an oak tree to an olive tree it's about abundancy right richness but vineyard comparing Israelites to the vineyard or a grape is that the only thing that God requires to Israelites is the fruit a vine vine tree uh, a grape 
Without grape, the, the vine tree will have no use. So the fruit that he's saying here is the fruit of love. God is saying that if Israel and the relationship between Israel and God is that Israel must receive the love of God and they should produce the fruit of love. So from the vineyard, would you expect any other things uh, besides the fruit? No. So if you receive God's love and if you receive uh, His love through the relationship, Israel is supposed to be, be bearing the fruit. So we are His branch and He's, he's our tree. Just like farmer, if he cultivates, give enough nutrients to the tree, and the, what, what, what do the branch has to do? The branch will just stay there and stick to the tree and it will bear fruit. So the reason why Israel is being compared to a, to a vineyard is because that they must produce the fruit of love. So my loved one had a vineyard on a fertile hillside. My loved one on a fertile hillside. So it means that God, God did not just plant Israel in a, in a random place. No, very fertile. God did not give Israelites just a, some good things. No. When he says that he loves someone, then he, it means that he will give, give him the best things. For example, so example, for example, a mother who loves her children so much will never, never feed, feed her children with, with this expired food. Right? <laughs> Did your mother feed you some kind of food like that? And she said that my mother fed me some expired food, but not the ones that went bad. <laughs> but if you love someone, you will you will always want to give the best to the person. So I always say that God wants to give me the best things. And about toward this toward this fact, I never doubted. I never doubted this. So in the time of suffering, I understand that it is God's best for me. In my life, God never provides something good. No, He only gives me the best. And some people, they they are they are satisfied with with something that looks good to their eyes. No, I'm not just talking about um, pricey and expensive things. In my relationship with God, God would never give me some like okay and good things, mediocre things. So, so the reason why we are talking about God's predestinations, that, that He are making us holy and blameless, in perspective of God's love, it is it is just natural for Him to do that. In perspective of God's love, God could only make us most glorious uh, beings. 
And all my goals I have, and all my purpose that I have toward Yobang Church members, to to be able to enter into into um, God's glory. That's heart of God that I receive from Him. And, and what's the reason that I I wake up every morning praying for um, every individuals of my church members? Five hours a day in the morning, keep keep um, like encouraging them. That's heart of God. God will never give us mediocre things. God will give us the best. Verse two, He dug it up and cleared cleared it of stones. And in. <laughs> Some historians made a joke about Palestinian lands that that um, one angel um, was carrying a pile of stones and he made a mistake and he he slipped his bag out of his hand and the place that he dropped his bag of stones was Palestine and that's how much the land is stony in the in the land. But why did Jesus? But anyways, um, why did Jesus came as a human body? Because if a corrupted human being uh, receives God's love directly, then that person will die. But so 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 in order to give his love to us in in his perspective of love, he sent his one and only son as a human. That's why he called himself a son of man. So this is impossible to to explain through my through my rationalities. And I told you this story once. Let's say let's say Pastor Kim loves ants so much. Ants, these bugs. And let's say I became an ant because I love the ants so much. Would you believe that? Why wouldn't you believe that? I love ants. <laughs> I need to repent. When I was young, when I was a kid, every time I saw ants crawling on my, my front yard, I peed on them. <laughs> but, but look, imagine a God, imagine God becoming a human because He loved you. It's a crazy thing. How would you believe that? But why would you believe that? Because you know that God is love. Because you know God's love. If and if 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 Pastor Kim loved ants so much, if he loved ants, then it would be possible. Just like that, if you understand God's love, then it is possible. So all the scriptures must be interpreted in, in, in his love. And faith, hope, and love, the best out of, out of all is love. What it means, it means that everything is, is dissolved in that love. So if you, if you, if you love him, if you love him, then you will, you will believe him no matter what. So it's all about love. Love should come first. And planted it 
with the choicest wines, uh, vines. You have to believe in this. And that's who he is. And, and if you believe that he has chosen you, then you will believe that everything that he gives to you is the best. If it's not the best, if you have received is something that is not best, then is that from God or not? No. It is impossible for God to give you something that is not the best. So every time when I receive something, when I get something, I, I always ask God, Lord, is this from you or not? So if, if someone gave me money, then I should have just received it, right? But I always asked him. I always asked him whether it is, it is from God or not. From the moment that I, that, I, that I established my church, established the church. So if, it, if God says that it is not from him, I, I rejected them. Because I believed that he would always give me the, the most... Um, the choicest wines. So whether it is a food, whether it is my clothing. So you have to always make sure that it is from God. And because of my relationship with God that I have built until now, I don't have to um, examine it now. But but in the beginning of Yeldong Church, um, one person came to me, one person came to me and told me, if you pray for me and if you um, solve the spiritual issue of my business, then I will give you 40 billion won. But I, I uh, figured out that that person is having an affair with this woman, so I rejected that money directly. And he was in, in the Blue House secretary. So I knew, I knew that it was not from God, so, so I rejected it. So if you, if you keep, receive everything that is not from God, then, then you will die. It will be poisonous to you. Okay, let's continue. Choicest vines. So <clears throat> remember that you, you guys are not just mediocre people. You are the people that God builds with the best materials. And if you believe, if you believe in that, then, then it will be impossible for you to be mixed with the world or Babylon. Why? Because the world is, is nothing. They are meaningless. So you would understand that my dimension is different from them. And not only me. Look at the Bible. Paul only had one reason to have a relationship with the people in the world, to, to deliver the gospel. So, that's the evidence of the people who saw God's glory. The people who saw God's glory will never have a relationship with darkness. For the last 25 years, as I taught this, this, this message to you, I kept reminding you of this dignity. But because of this slavery mindset, um, from, from, 
from, from Egypt, from this world, you are, of course, now I know that you guys are receiving it, but, but you were unable to receive it until now, right? So, so all will conclude to your existence. So all our key of victories are laid in our existence. No, it's, it's not about action, it's about existence. If you believe who you are, then everything will, will be, be successful. You are the ones who are being raised by God through the best materials, best supplies. So you have to make sure that everything is given by God, whether it's people, whether it's money. If it's just mediocre, then, then it is not from God. Then why is it given to you? It, it's through the strategy of the enemies in order to make you stumble. So the reason why your life is, is failing is because of the money that, that uh, you receive outside of God. The people that you received outside of God. Because of those things, your life is failing. And there are many, many people in our church who have experiences like this, right? Experiencing failure because of the money that God did not give. Because of the people that God, that God did not give. And from the beginning of my Elbong church, there were seven families in, in my church, but there was only one family in my church, which was my family, who, which was not divorced. Right. I if you haven't met your rock bottom, then you would have no reason to come to a church like, like our church. But anyways, um, he built a watchtower in it. He does not doze off, he does not sleep, he always protects us. And cut out a wine press as well. And what's the one and only goal for vineyard? To get the fruit. So what is grape? It, it represents the life. It represents, it symbolizes the blood. So to Israel, without, without God's life, Israel is nothing. So, because of God's love and the best things that God gave to Israelites, uh, they became the best vineyard. But what did Israelites become? They they yielded only bad fruit. They became bad fruits. And just like the example that I used last time, for example, if a mother gave birth to a baby after 10 months of laboring and after one year, his skin somehow is being, being turning into, into a, a scales of snakes. How tragic, right? That's the heart that God had toward Israelites. You cannot just describe his heart. 
고통과 수치와 절망의 마음을 좀 어? 어, 니들 좀 어, 표현해달라 That's why God was God was telling all the the prophets to to quench his his pain. And because of the the shame that God felt because of Israelites, He made Isaiah to to minister naked for three years, and He made Micah to to cry like a jackal. A pastor not preaching but but howling like a dog. And in the wilderness, uh, in the wilderness, uh, these these chakals and and these these wild birds. That's how they they howl. And imagine Micah um, howling like that. They are expressing this this uh, pain on behalf of God. Why? Because God poured such a love to Israelites, but. But Israel is keep bringing pain to God's heart. So, so it is so important to understand the Holy Spirit and all triumph God. They are they are persons. So in love relationship, what's the most important thing? Our relationship with Yahweh. When God created what, when God created the world, He came as an Elohim. But when He made His first relationship with the people, He came as Yahweh. So what what matters to us, what matters to us is this relationship with Yahweh. Well, of course, they cannot be separated. But anyways. If you only understand God as an Elohim, you will only seek for His power and authority as a Creator. And in order for His power and authority to be be effective in my life, you have to have Him as your Father. So if if you do not have a relationship with this Yahweh Father, then He would not be your Father. He would be like your uncle or your I, I don't know whatever. Okay, let's continue. Let's continue. <laughs> it's already eleven o'clock. All right. Today, tonight's the last night, right? And you guys are not going to work tomorrow. <laughs> if you if you think the sermon is too boring, then go, go home. It's okay. All right, verse three. Now you dwellers in Jerusalem and people of Judah, judge between me and my vineyard. And Israelites are the vineyard, but God is making an analogy. And the reason why he said that judge is because he is asking them, look what's being problematic. He is telling them, and what would you do if, if, if you were in my foot, if you are in my shoes? What would you do? And what would you do? Look at yourself. Verse 4. 
What more could have been done for my vineyard than I have done for it? When I looked for good fruits, why did it yield only bad? So, so everything that God poured towards his vineyard is all result of his love. He, he rescued them from his, their slavery. He fed them. He clothed them in 40 years of, of this, this wilderness. And they have no... no um, no qualification, but he gave all these territories of Canaan to them. He made them victorious over these ten tribes of Canaan. But what they yielded was was these bad fruits. So it was impossible for them to yield those bad fruit. Verse 5, Now I will tell you what I am going to do to my vineyard. Uh, let's say in order to grow harvest a grain it takes an year but in order to harvest fruit from vineyard it takes around three or four years so what would God do to this, this vineyard? Verse 5 I will take away its hedge and it will be destroyed I will break down its wall and it will be trampled So he will remove all the walls that he, he built in order to protect them So if you do not bear fruit then you will be useless If you, if you cannot show the fruit of love then God, God will not um, raise his wall anymore because vineyard is only only useful for its fruit so he will take away the hedge and um, here being destroyed it means that it will be burnt down in book of Job the devil is um, accusing Job before God and saying that Oh, Lord God, Job is worshiping you because, because you are protecting Job. And it was true, right? It is natural for Job to worship you, God, because you are protecting him. And it is true, a human being cannot survive with the protection of God. We misunderstand as if we can survive our own, but... But, for example, if you catch a cold, because God is being gracious to you and He, because He raises your immune system, that's why you are being able to overcome the cold. But, but if He looks away from you, then you will, you will be even unable to overcome that cold. Human beings are, are vulnerable. We are de uh, designed to, to be unable to survive with His protection. And if we love, if we, if we, if we lose His love, we will just end up as full of pain and hurts. 
So, so we need to understand that Him loving us is our happiness. Only thing that we have to do is just admitting His love. Verse 6, I will make it a wasteland, neither pruned nor cultivated. And briars and thorns will grow here. I will commence the clouds not to rain on it. What's the difference between briars and thorns between between vineyard? That vineyard can produce fruit and life, but these thorns cannot. And I will command the clouds not to rain on it. So, reigning over the vineyard and becoming fruitful, everything is possible because God is looking over the vineyard. Just like that, we, we should not misunderstand as if all the uh, blessings and result that is happening in my life is because of my effort and my strength. No. Look at Yolbang Church. We should not misunderstand that because of our effort, Yolbang Church is becoming successful like this. No. Never once, never in, in any situation, it was not by our effort, not by our strength. We need to confess that, Lord, it's because of you. Why? Because He loves us. It's not that we are good at work that He's making us to work. No. It's because that He loves us so that He is making us to work in order to be rewarded. Amen? If you are looking for someone who is good at work, He would just commend the angels. But because He loves us, the heirs, so that He would reward us that He is commanding us to work. It is all love of God. It is all love of God. We cannot live without your love, Lord. Verse 7, the vineyard of the Lord Almighty is the nation of Israel. So, Lord is directly speaking to him. And the people of Judah. Are the vines he delighted in. And he looked for justice but saw bloodshed. For righteousness but heard cries of distress. So he was looking for um, Zedek uh, and Mishpat. So what's the relationship between Israel and God? God acknowledging Israelites and uh, Israelites um, praising, praising God. So God always acknowledges Israelites as the victors. Then, then Israelites were supposed to bear fruit of justice and live the life as a victor. But instead, what did they do? They only bear fruit of bloodshed. And also, also cries of distress. It means that uh, it means that they plundered others. So they became a complete different people from God's will. So, so God has no other choice. So there is no other choice but to show his judgment uh, on behalf of his righteousness. So 
한 가지 우리 어, 한 가지 이런 입장에서 입장에서 보자면 음. 참 우리들은 이게 고통스러워요. 뭐냐면 So what's painful for us when we hear the story of Jesus that Jesus gave us the victory of holiness that he will never take our lives away until we we face the victory. So God is supposed to take away our life whenever we lose our dignity, but He will wait until the end. And and if we can return back to Him and repent, then what a grace! But if we cannot do that, then it will be even more uh, uh, critical to us because because our dignity will be taken away. So always be careful. Never doubt God's love and always be able to return to His love. And even more, always um, remain in this, this beautiful relationship with Him and do not abandon His love and, and, and do not serve God as other things. Verse 8 to 23, uh, accusations of sins of Israel. From verse 8 to 10, it's about, about Israelites' greed. Woe to you who add house to house and join field to field till no space is left and you live alone in the land. Um, there are eight woes in in this text. Verse eight, verse eleven, uh, eighteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, and twenty-six. But anyways. Verse 8 is about greed. Who add house to house, join field to field. So he's describing this process of plundering others' possessions. So the issue of land is very sensitive to Israelites. God gave the land of Canaan to Israelites. But but why is this so important? Because land belongs to God alone, and God will only uh, God will give this land to only the holy people. So if 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 Israel is not holy, God will be objective, and He will chase out these Israelites from from the land of Canaan. And you live alone in the land, as if all the land belongs to him. Woe to you. So the problem of the land is that land is God's inheritance. But, but you, you are not supposed to... Um, try to try to um, solve the issue of inheritance by yourself. And land of Canaan is, is a symbol of God's kingdom. So you should not bring any damage to God's kingdom, nor pollute his kingdom. So those who are not holy cannot inherit the land. And one of the reasons why we should be holy is because we are the heirs of his inheritance. Amen. First nine, the Lord Almighty has declared in my hearing, surely the great houses will become desolate, uh, desolate, the five mansions left without occupants. So no matter how much possessions they would have, uh, God will destroy everything 
if they are unholy. And do not misunderstand that your, your life will be beautiful with the things that you receive without holiness. I always say that uh, because of the things that you have received outside of God, your life will be miserable. This is a law. You have to see your life in a long term, in a, in a wide vision. And it's always like this. The ones who lived long, who lived long with the things that God did not give, your life will be painful. So even now, even now, Please, get rid of your, your desires to possess things that are not given by God. That's why Habakkuk is saying that desire of possession is evil. God will always take care of you and He will make you live, but, but your heart, uh, wanting to possess more than what you need, that's, that's, that will always bring pain in your life. Always keep in mind. So desire of security, desire of possession is one of the main fundamental um, wickedness that we have. Verse 9 and 10. Okay, verse 10. A 10-acre vineyard will produce only a bath of wine. A homer of seed will yield only an ephah of grain. So a 10 acre 10 acre means uh, um, it's 10 acre <laughs> it's written a little dif differently in Korean but it would take uh, a, a farmer with two cows to, to cultivate for about 10 days so it's a very wide, wide um, vineyard, but it will only produce one bath of wine. So, so no matter how much you possess, if God does not bless, you will not gain at all. Do not, do not calculate it as a material. Look at it in a spiritual um, eyes. And you have to examine yourselves how much fruit you are bearing spiritually. After 10 years, 20 years of my faith life, my children, and there are families that are being destroyed by unbelief, then it means that your, your faith life is, uh, there's something wrong in your faith life. It means that you've been accepting something outside of God. Your fruit of your character, fruit of your spirit, and if you are bringing those fruit before God, would you be glorious before him? For 34 years with, with the Lord, after, after he, he, he gave me the salvation, I keep asking myself and I keep asking the Lord about this fruit. Lord, if I, if I conclude my ministry here and then if I go before you, would I be shameful before you? I, I from time to time ask the Lord like this. Why? From my children, I always ask the Lord. They are all my fruits. And just like me, you should not just leave them behind. God is living God. 
a living God who produced me the best things, guiding me toward the best goal, but you unable to bearing fruit? It's a nonsense. It's impossible, right? So in this new year, 2024, the reason why I keep telling you is because the day that we will be standing before God is near. So you have to always keep in mind about this fruit that you will be bringing before God's throne. All right, let's continue. Verse 11. Okay, verse 11 to 17. Curses, uh, curses of um, pleasure and debauchery. So desire of possession will always bring the pleasure and, and greed. So in this new season, in this new season, our community members should open their spiritual eyes and we should be able to confess, Oh, pastor, oh, I realized what of a great sin a desire of possession is. Until now, you've been questioning me, Oh, pastor, why is desire of security a, a, a wickedness? But now, but now you should be able to realize that it, how great of a wickedness it is. And also, you should, you should be penitent, you should be mournful about this, and you should be able to separate yourself from that. That is connected directly to connected directly to to being cut off from Babylon. If you are being success, successful in in being divided from your desires, then you will be successful in dividing yourself from Babylon. So you must define them as evils, and if you see them, then your your awareness will grow in you. Alright, let's continue. Verse 11, Woe to those who rise early in the morning to run after their drinks, who stay up late at night till they inflame with wine. So because, because Israelites uh, possess lots of materials, and if you uh, if you maximize your greed and if you if you possess lots of things, it's not a blessing. It's not a blessing of God. It's strategy of devils. Why? Pigs are fed only for the festival. So that's why the possession will lead you to to desire a pleasure. Being drunk and being inflamed with wine. So, if if the spirit of God's joy is fading, then you will always desire for your, your pleasure. If you lose the joy, then you will seek for pleasure. If you always receive anointing, then you will be filled with God's joy. Verse 12, what's the, what's the epitome, uh, pinnacle of, of desire and of pleasure? They have harps and uh, lyres at their banquets, pipes and timbrels and wine, but they have no regard for the deeds for the Lord. And they will have no respect for God. 
They will have no interest toward God's will. They will just enjoy themselves. They, they will never be interested toward God. No respect for the work of His hands. So whenever God's loves come into us, and the fear and wonder will always come together. Reverence, being able to fear Him. And the ones who have, have this fear toward God will have this wondering. Wonder toward him. So that's why I say that this intimacy will always come with reverence. So in in relationship of God, you 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 should have the fear and the uh, reverence and the intimacy at the same time. You should be able to fear him. You should be able to wonder at his, his wonders. <laughs> All right, let's continue. Verse 13. Therefore, my people will go into exile for lack of understanding. After being drunk, after being soaked into the pleasure, they would not know, they would not understand about God's will, and they will never understand how fearful God our God is. So that's why Isaiah is saying, for lack of understanding, just like Hosea 4, my, my people are, are going to ruin because of lack of knowledge of me. The more you live with God, the more you should know about Him, and the more you should know how fearful being He is, how loving being He is, and how amazing being He is. You should continue to know deeper about Him. And if you say, oh, I never cried because of Him, I never was touched because of Him, I was never afraid of him. Oh, what a problematic thing. You should all have this emotion toward God, this joy, amazement, of fear, wonder. If you live with him, it should be natural for you to feel these emotions. At least you should see that kind of um, uh, evidence in our church. So they are lack of understanding. So here, lack of understanding of his love. Those of high rank will die of hunger and the common people will be parched with thirst. They, they committed even idolatry in order to maintain their, their abundance. They, they are now dying out of hunger. So if you enjoy the things that are not given by God, then there will be time that, that you will be taken away. So if you do not live by God, the things that you gain outside of God will always be taken away from you. So 
So you will see at the end of your life that, oh, only the things that are given by God will remain in my life. And I myself repented like that before too, but even now, even now I repent before God. Lord, I was stubborn. I only insisted the things that I wanted, Lord. And all the things that I told to my children in my ministry, in the ministry, it was the same. In in Zoe ministry, in Zoe ministry, Lord told me that the day that I will use you in the end time, and as I was hearing this message of God, I. I despaired because I did not see the fruit after all the effort and time and money I, I spent in Zoe ministry. So every time I felt that despair, I told the Lord, Lord, I want to stop. And I, I was stubborn before him. And all those stubborn, stubbornness made me to be delayed to enter into the holiness. And even uh, and, and now I, I, am, I am seeing that. I should have been waiting for him patiently, but I was unable to do that. But anyways, but anyways um, we need to understand that there will be time that the things that I gained without God will be taken away. Okay, verse 14. There, therefore, death expands its jaws, opening wide its mouth. Into it will descend their nobles and masses with all their uh, brawlers and uh, revelers. Revelers. So nothing will be left for them. So in your life, living by God is the only beneficial thing. Okay, listen carefully. Even now, do not think that, okay, I've heard it many times. No. And as you know, I lived 34 years with the Lord, and I'm, I'm going toward the end of my life. Right? I'm close, closer to the end of my life than the beginning of my life. <laughs> So as I am like concluding my life, of course, of course, I'm, I'm living continuously with, with the Lord. But I'm the one who understands how how things will happen, how things will will conclude if I live like this with God, this with God. So you have to listen to people like me. So if you consider the things that I proclaim up here light, lightly, then it's a big problem. Uh, 
어, 생각하고 있어서 야, 너 대단하다. 코브라한테 물렸는데 생각하고 있어. 어떡할까? 독사를 또 죽일까? 내 독을 죽일까? 누가 오늘 갈까? Brother Hyunwoo, what would you do when you are bit by a snake? You were thinking, considering what to do. How brave. <laughs> you are running out of your time. Let me ask you one more thing. Let's say you're living in a, in a basement. And let's say there was a great flood and you're about to be drowned in, in, in the flood. What would you do? <laughs> you would swim out. <laughs> you would not hesitate. Okay. Good. Good job. Uh, where are we? Verse 15. So people will be brought low and everyone humbled. The eyes of arrogant humbled. Everyone will be humbled. So in our life, some people, some people's more, some people's wealthier, some people's smarter, and that's all in time of human beings. If God begins to beat him down, then it's no use. He will be useless. And we will see that time soon. So one thing will be concluded, whether will you live or die. So it, it does not matter how much you studied, how much you possess. This is, this is justice of God. This is fairness of God. Okay, let's continue verse 16. But the Lord Almighty will be exalted by His justice. This is Jedek. God alone is just. God alone is always just. So He always will be lifted high. So we are the same. If we are, if we want to be lifted high, we should always have His justice. That's why we always say that we have to maintain God's righteousness in me. Not in, not in order to be, be lifted high. But because he is the one who is being lifted up, as we live with him, we are also being lifted up. And the holy God will be proved holy by his righteous acts. And he only is righteous. Because he, he only is a righteous that he can righteous and holy he can um, he can give Israelites the victory. So no matter what the world says, uh, you cannot define um, righteousness by their their words. So nothing uh, righteous can, can come out from the things that are not acknowledged by God. So God alone can, can choose what is right and wrong. That's why we should always say that we need to entrust everything to the Lord. Why? Because He alone is the right, uh, He alone is the righteous, so, so we should always give everything to the Lord. And this must not sound difficult to you any longer. 
So you should not insist your ways, your standards. In every situation, you should lift your thoughts to the Lord and ask Him, Lord, what should I do? What is right, Lord? You should have this kind of sensitivity and, and, and um, agility, or I would say. And you might not know from the beginning, but if you entrust yourself as a whole to the Lord, then it will become your righteousness in God's perspective. And asking to the Lord is a very important um, element in our, in our faith life. It's an expression to the Lord that I am not doing something by, uh, by my own effort. So, so first, so first, if you are having a right relationship with Him, then you will have a faith life. Keep asking to the Lord. That's why it is so important. All right, let's continue. So He will be proved holy by His righteous acts. So He is holy. And, and because he is righteous and he is just, Mishpat and Zedek, if, if Israel acknowledge him as righteous and just, then their righteousness and their justice will be acknowledged too. So it means that God is ruling Israel with these, these things that the world can never understand. The power the world cannot understand. The love the world cannot understand. God is ruling us with these kind of things. And so, so as you as you continue to acknowledge him, he will be able to make you understand this holiness that he is ruling you with. And I was also acknowledged as holy, and the more God is acknowledging me holy, then I will be uh, um, walking toward the sanctification. So the, the day you were saved, God gave you this holiness too. And as you live longer with this holiness, this amount of holiness should grow in you so that so that you should be able to receive the amount of God's holiness as a whole. And if you have lived until now with God's just and righteousness, then, then you, are, you are probably able to do that right now too. That is receiving God's fullness, being filled with God's fullness, fullness of God. Verse 17, Then sheep will graze as in their own pasture, lambs will feed among the ruins of the rich. As you exalt God, then, then those humbled ones and the righteous ones will, will enjoy all the abundance of God. When, and when is this time? This is this is a uh, image of millennial kingdom. And the ones who are filled with the fullness of God will be able to enjoy this. So what is Isaiah talking here? So 
Isaiah is not talking about, oh, because of your effort, you will enjoy this. No, it's all about the relationship. Relationship of righteousness, relationship of justice, all the dignity he gives through the relationship, the love he gives through the relationship. And if you receive those kind of things through the, the, through the existence, he will make you enjoy all these blessings that he gives through this relationship. And Bible... It's always talking about relationship, not action. Even now, God will never require you any any action. He's requiring you. He's requiring you of your existence. Are you believing in this? Do you believe in this? And if when you believe in that, and when you live a life who is believing in that, God will guarantee your life. And 34 years ago, when I first met the Lord, God changed me. But I had this one doubt that oh, I'm being able to believe in everything and, and this, this power is being manifested through me. But is God truly, is He, is he really Will He really continue to make me enjoy all His abundance in my life? After one day, I was able to enjoy them. After two years, three years. And so, so now, I never doubt about this abundance that God is giving me through, through this relationship. After 35 years of my life with Him, and, and of course, because I became a pastor, my faith grew more and more. But before I was a pastor, when I was doing a business, I was always in debt to the bank. Even though I was in debt, my tithing uh, multiplied many times more than the, the, the tithing that I gave to him um, many years before. Believing in him, his holiness, his power, and receiving those... And without a single failure, without a single failure, God never gave up on His promise to me for 35 years, accomplishing exactly. And Pastor Lee is my witness. All the things that I proclaimed 25 years, uh, years ago are being, being fulfilled right now. And as you know, there's nothing that I have done. I only obey to His, His will. And I did not have, have my own hope or my will, own goal. I never prayed to the Lord, Lord, I want, I want to be a pastor. I want to be a, uh, a very influential being. No. But with my life that I walked with Him in my past, He built everything in me. So... So Bible talking about the existence is a tremendous promise of God. But even now, many of you are still failing to believing in this. You, you even think that, oh, I, I still need to put my energy into this, into my effort, into my, my work. It means that you don't, you don't understand what it means to live by the Holy Spirit, living by faith. You don't know what it means to live in God's promise. But, but what's beautiful of our church is that the moment you come to our church, you first become become uh, 
become unemployed. <laughs> But still, there are people uh, who don't understand this, who are keep trying to to accomplish things through your action. But if your if your faith life is hooked with your action, then it will be powerless. 그 존귀, 그 존귀에 대한 존귀를 의심치 않으면 하나님은 여러분을 If you do not doubt your identity, your existence, then God will respect your dignity and He will build your life according to that, that dignity. He will call you His heir, His royal priest. And the day His kingdom comes, You will receive the fame and glory from the King of King Himself, and you will see the day, and you will you will rejoice in in before His presence. Okay, verse 18 and 19. Um, these verses are talking about the pride. Verse 18, Woe to those who draw sin along with cores of deceit and deceit. So Bible is saying that living by oneself is, is wickedness, is evil. And if you live by yourself, all the ways of life will be deceitful. Why? Because in order to, in order to please oneself, you try everything until you deceive, uh, deceive others. So, only when you live, um, only when you live outside. Uh, Only when you live selfless, you will be be um, honest. So because you are, uh, because in this verse you are living out of your own self-centeredness, you are keep drawing sins. And who is the old self who is keep drawing the sin? But who is the new self? The one who have this system of of not committing sin. So it is keep drawing the goodness. So it's an order. If you live by the old self, you will draw the sin. If you live by the new self, you will draw the goodness of God. So this is also a matter of existence. Will you live by your old self or the new self? It's not about will you try to be holy or not? No. And I see many, many people in our church who are still trying to put your effort in order to accomplish this goodness in your life. But this is all matter of existence. Living by God's dignity is what decides, determines your, your victory. Mm. And wickedness ends with cart ropes. Because you lived long with your old self, that it became so powerful that that he can um, uh, drag the cart or or a chariot. So our life is all about: will you live by your old self or the new self? 
So when your new self is being being abundant, then you you cannot even sin. Those who are born born of God cannot commit sin. First John. So that's entering into the glorification. All right, let's continue verse 19. Should I finish? Should I finish? All right, we need to finish. Because you guys are not answering. You guys are not receiving blessing. Should I continue or not? Okay, it's not about your will. <laughs> So this is conclusion of verse 18. To those who say, let God hurry, let him hasten his work so we may see it. The plan of the Holy One of Israel, let it approach, let it come into view so we may know it. So, so who is God? God is God of love. But he cannot love your sin. So when you... So when you choose his love, then your life will enter into the glorification. But if you continue to choose the wickedness, then the only result that you will have is the judgment. That's the order. So many people um, say that God is love in order to um, make excuse of their wickedness. No, the only result that you would have um, out of your, your wickedness is judgment. So, for example, let's say, let's say the sin is 100. How powerful with the strength that I have in me is 1,000, 10,000. It it's incomparable to the, the power of sin. But what's the reason that you cannot practice that, that power? It's because you don't believe in that power. So whenever I wake up in the morning, Holy Spirit always makes sure that uh, the, the blood, water, and the Spirit is, is circling in me or not. I would not have any will that I will be victorious in this and that. No, I only examine whether the blood is guiding me, whether the Holy Spirit is shining through me. So if you if you acknowledge this, then there will be no problem in your life. So it's not that you have you don't have enough power to overcome the sin. It's it's only because you don't acknowledge or you are not aware of the power that God made it made indwelling in you that you cannot overcome the sin. So as long as you believe in that and you admit that, you entering into glorification is an easy deal. Well, actually speaking, you might need some kind of perseverance because it takes time, but, but that's, it's not difficult, right? That's the only thing that you need to do, right? <laughs> do not persevere the poisonous snake. All right. 
Why are they being judged? Because the standard of good and evil has fallen down. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil. Who are Israelites? They are the ones. They are the ones who have a right standard of judgment and blessing and good and evil. Look at Old Testament. Look how much God is defining as good or bad in in their life. And look at their life. Does God have so much time that He defines everything for Israelites? Why why did He do that? Because He loved them. Because He loved them. And and because God's goal is not to making them good people, but but to make them like Him, that He He defined all the standards of good and evil in there. So. So the reason why Israel can indwell in in God is because they can be obedient to God's commandment. And just as the fish uh, will be free under only under the water, you have to be be synced in in His presence. So there is nothing that you can do. You need to do. So you don't have to worry about what to do in that kind of situation. No, do not worry. The word will lead you. And, and even in the New Testament, that word is indwelling in you. So, so your life is successful already. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to acquire anything. There are still so many people trying to acquire something through spirituality. No, you don't have to do anything. The only thing you have to do is just to believe. So that's why I say living by God is easy. So the only problem, only evil is not being able to believe. So in other words, spiritual laziness. So living as Israel is, 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 a, is a happy thing. And because you are keep looking away from God, keep looking toward the world, that's why your life is being unlucky, unhappy. You have to admit that God defined everything. So why wouldn't we be unhappy? Why wouldn't we be happy? Why? Would we be unhappy? Wouldn't we be happy? Okay. Anyways. So living by God is so happy. Living with God. So in your life, if you do not confess to the Lord, Lord, I'm happy, then it's a problem. Okay, let's, let's, let's do it all together. Lord, I'm so happy. With a loving, loving tone, please. With this, this delightful tone. Lord, I'm so happy. <laughs> Brother Hyunwoo, demonstrate this for us. <laughs> it, it lacks a little bit, but okay. So, what is calling evil good and good evil? It means that the standard of good and evil has fallen down. Who put darkness for light and light for darkness. 
So God is clear. When God first created the, the world, God will have no relationship with the darkness. When did He create darkness? No. When God created light, the light um, came and it separate. It was separated from from darkness. So just like this, because Israel's standard of good and evil has fallen down, so they are over. So we have to, we have to be the people that God can um, show His standard of good and evil without hesitance. So, for example, I never hesitate whether I would go out for for dinner outside on Sunday or not. I would never hesitate for that. <laughs> you might think it's a small thing, but, but, but I would never, um, you know, you know, swayed by those kind of standard. Many years ago, when I was poor, I was never worried about my 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 tidings and my offerings. And, and I never worried about my money because my life was all about uh, offering him first and then using what's left after the offering. So I never hesitated on that kind of issues. Prayer. No matter how tired I was, I never, um, I never concerned whether I should go and pray or not. So, so, so if you do not have any conflicts like that in your spirituality, it's, it can be one of the evidence that your spirituality is being mature. Uh, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. So to these kind of people, God's truth will never be truth for them, but it will become a, a um, morals or ethics. But what does Proverbs say? Even if it looks good on the eyes of people, it will end to death. Only God will be the way and the truth. So do not be swayed by those things. Do not. You need to um, make God's word absolute in your life. So when you say your spirituality is good, it means that you will have no conflict in, in standard of God. Daniel and his friends, they did not have any conflict entering into the pit of fire. They were bold. They were bold before, before the, the, the emperor. They said, hey, I have no doubt. God will save me. I will never bow my head before this idol. They did not have any, any conflict. 
Why? Because they uh, made God absolute in their life. And you will know how comfortable your life will be when you uh, make God absolute in your life. And when you remove all those conflicts from your heart. But why is your life so difficult? Because you have so many conflicts in you. That you have so many benefits that you have to consider. But if you remove all those conflicts and if you make God absolute, then your life will be so comfortable. Verse 21. We're talking about pride. Woe to those who are wise in their eyes and clever in their own sight. This is the reason why we have to die to ourselves. The more you live out of your, your effort, your life will be the more your life will be difficult. So it is important not to rely on your, your wisdom. Mm. So we should not we should not consider ourselves wise. We are not the head. It is him who is our head that he should be the one who should think. And the reason why I'm not smart is because, not because I'm not smart, but because I am bound that I cannot receive his wisdom. God's children is never, never dumb, never unwise. How can a being who is living with God's wisdom be, be, be stupid? The only reason that person is not wise is because this channel channel is blocked. So this is IQ and all these 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 different um intellectual test for the characteristics that people define in this earth. <laughs> Those characteristics people define in this earth, they're nonsense. If you are spiritually filled, you will only show the strength of your characters. So, so as you know, before I met the Lord, I was I was a person who never talked to people. But because of God, because of Jesus, I I became like this. Alright, uh, he's talking about these, these different um, qualities, but anyways. Well, it does not matter. Verse 22. Verse 22 and 23 is about, about Israel, which became a society which defiled the, the Mishpat, the justice. 
the reason why justice is keep being emphasized is because this justice is one of the main characteristics of God's holiness. So Israel, if they fail in this, this holiness, they cannot live. Why are they, are they suffering so much like this? It's because they failed this holiness. So, as long as the church, um, as long as the church secures this holiness, God can do anything through them. So, in that perspective, Yalbang Church uh, strived in order to receive that holiness and secure that holiness. Why are we fasting these days so much? Why are we trying to be cut off from Babylon? It's all matter of holiness. And because you fail in this matter of holiness, your life is going to be ruined. So to children of God, the most important thing is to be holy. Verse 22, Woe to those who are heroes at drinking wine and champions at mixing drinks. This is all about pleasure. So it's like, um, this is like, like cocktails and mixture of alcohol and selling those. And they are all um, related to this matter of justice. Verse 23, who acquite the guilty for a bribe but deny justice to the innocent. So bribe is all about crooking, distorting the standard of, of justice. And our businessmen, remember, this, this world requires you lots of bribe and, and but, but, but we are being ruled by God. So, so just consider it impossible, then it, will, it won't be difficult at all. And we are doing good at this. So, so our goal is not, not on making money, but, but on glory of God. So that's why the church businesses must run like church too, because, because we are church. All right. Verse 24 to verse 30. <laughs> Let's talk about the ultimate judgment, and we'll finish this in five minutes. <laughs> Verse 24 and 25. Therefore, as tongues of fire lick up straw, and as dry grass sinks down in the flames, so as long as the, the um, roots are alive, you still have hope. But, and their flowers blow away like dust. Even the flowers, they all burn away. And what, what, what kind of season are we living in? It's, it's a season of flowers to bloom. And what's the reason of this judgment? That they uh, spurned, they have, they have spurned the word of the Holy One of Israel. To Israelites, only thing that they have to do is to to cherish His word, to listen to His word, because they are Israel. Israel, they have to listen to God's word. When you say that you are Israel and you are Church of God, then the main element of Israel and Church of God is to listen to God's word. So, listening to God's word is the most important thing in, in the church. So, 
So you have to get rid of this, this issue of deception in you. And as you are all experiencing this, um, when you get rid of all the deceptions in you, you will be able to understand uh, what God's word meant. So our church must get rid of all the deceptions and we should be all able to react to God's word immediately. And there are people who are ignorant that they, they look down on God's word and there are people who are arrogant but whatever reason that is if you look down and if you spurn the word of God then it's, it's dangerous. We should all be able to welcome his word no matter what. Verse 25, Therefore the Lord's anger burns against his people. His hand is raised, and he strikes them down. The mountains shake, and the dead bodies are like, um, are like refuse, refuse in, in the streets. Yet for all this, his anger is not turned away. His hand is still upraised. So what's the antonym of love? It's it's um, uh, ignorance. So if you know what God's love is, you will understand why God cannot help but to to show His wrath toward the uh, toward Israel. Thirty-four years ago, when I was in a Bible study, I cried a lot. I cried a lot when I, whenever I read these Bible verses that God is judging Israelites. Because I, I also sense God's love in those verses. Even though God killed so many people through His judgment, I sense His love. I already knew that God is angry because He loved them. So, so all his, his action of punishment and judgment came out from his love. If he did not love, love Israelites, he would have never done that either. So if, if this wickedness is not being solved in your life for a long time, you should be, be afraid. God will never look away from our, our wickedness. And hurt is the same. It is a nonsense that you leave your hurt behind for 10, 20 years saying that, oh, because I have this hurt, I cannot receive God's love. No. Let's say if you if you um, if you shut down this place and if you uh, vent this poisonous gas in this place would you be would you be pleased uh, um, breathing in that poisonous gas? No. You would, you would 
We will look for these these um, anti poison uh, gas mask. But anyways, giving up on love is like that. Just breathing this poisonous gas. Okay, let's continue. Verse twenty six. So now, so now Isaiah is prophesying about this uh, invasion of foreign lands, foreign countries. He lifts up a banner for the distant nations. We have to remember the power these worlds have. Oh, because of the power or authority the world has, you are not being ashamed by them. Everything is under God's decision. As I said yesterday, you are not being dragged to Babylon because you don't have power. No, because it is God's decision. This is this is Israel's dignity. So do not be fooled. Do not think that because the world has money and I don't have money, I am being being uh, plundered like this. I'm being trampled. No. No matter how much money the world have and no matter how how little money I, do, I have, I am not the one who should be treated like that from the world. So you have to know that it's all God's decision and God's uh, God's prescription. That is, it is not relationship between me and the world. So if you open your eyes and see it, you have to. You will understand that this world is nothing. So I always say, you don't work because of your survival. You work for the glory, right? But because you are deceived and you misunderstand who you are, that you are being deceived by the enemies and think that uh, that's not who you are. Isn't this cool? Isn't this amazing? <coughs> Verse 26, um, He whistles for those at the ends of the earth. So it is God's decision that he calls on these discoordination. But look at Israel. Even though they seem so little and small, if God makes them victorious, then they will be victorious. So you have to confess always. Lord, if it's you, then it's over. If I live by you, I believe that I will be victorious at all circumstances. Lord, if I have you, I, I have enough. Because that, that is who he is. What else do you need? Right? Everything, everything is a hassle. Everything else is a hassle. Here they come swiftly and speedily. And just like the words of Habakkuk, these wicked people will be haste and fast. Um, verse 27, not one of them grows tired or stumbles. Not one slumbers or sleeps. Not a belt is loosened at, at the waist. Not a sandal strap is broken. So how strong? Imagine how strong this army is. Who made this army strong? God. 
So whenever this kind of things happen, what should Israel do? They should not think that, oh, the world is powerful. No, they should repent. Oh, Lord, because I lost my dignity. I lost who I am. Lord, I'm being trampled by enemies. So whenever you are being trampled by the enemies and the world, do not acknowledge their greatness, but instead you should repent and then you should prepare for the next victory. Hey, hey, we'll see later. But this is not about just emotion, but this is, this is the faith that God will build my life upon. So the world and the devils are always afraid of me. And you, you heard, right? You heard from the devils that, Oh, Jura, bring me to Pastor Kim. Why? Because devils are afraid of the people who live by God. Is it just a story of me? No. That's why, that's why Paul is saying in Romans chapter 8, Hey, hey, devils, come all at once because I don't have enough time. Because of what? Because nothing can cut him away from, him, from the love of God. Right. That is who God is. Anyways, verse 27 or 28, their arrows are sharp. So they are all same expressions that are that are used in Revelations too. So, so these are the descriptions descriptions that are appearing in in these this um uh, prophecy toward Armageddon. Their horses' hooves seems like flint, their chariot wheels like a whirlwind, their roar is like that of a lion, their roar like young lions, they growl as, the, as they seize their prey and carry it off with no one to rescue. So if God decides to kill, no one can rescue him. So, so this is not just strength of Babylon itself, it is God's decision. So you have to believe in this. Everything is under God's decision. Everything is being done by God's desire. It is not the world who is um, deciding um, something to do. It is God who allows them to do. So when, whenever the amount is filled, God will visit us. So, so you don't have to prepare for anything. The only thing that you have to do is to meet meet the heart of God, of the Lord, and whenever this amount is meet, then we will we will immediately um, be victorious. And let's say if you are in a very uh, severe situation, if you acknowledge and admit that this situation was allowed by God, then then you will you will be put in the place of victory immediately. Okay. Verse thirty. In that day, they will roar over it like the roaring of the sea. And if one looks at the land, there is only darkness and distress. Even the sun will be darkened by clouds.
how disastrous they will be land without hope. So this is the only conclusion when you live without God. So if you receive this tremendous love, your spirit will be alive. Hallelujah. And let's pray. Amen.